the children of the Force. Welcome to episode 40 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Anna Nowatsky, one of the kids. I'm Liam, and I am seven. Yep, and I'm Al, the adult. Yeah. And nine. Oh, and you're nine. Right, Anna. <laughs> uh, yeah, so here we are. Um, Almost we took a We took a little break because it's summer. Although it's only the third day of our summer vacation, really. Um, but that last week of school, yeah, we just didn't have time. And yeah, we're kind of on our summer schedule now. Which means that, uh, you know, we're going to record a podcast when we, when we have time. Uh, you would think that in the summer we would have more time to record. But without the regularity of school to guide us, right? We used to do Monday after school every day. That's what we do in the school year. But now it's summer, and, you know, all bets are off, right? Liam, what do, you, what do you do all summer? What do you do all summer long? Play with Nerf guns. Play with Nerf guns, exactly. I usually play, play, play with the neighbor kids or another friend from school. With my neighbors? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know, there's a lot of outside playing. It's hard to kind of uh, make ourselves sit inside for even an hour and record. Because but there's so much going on. in for about an hour and a half playing Battlefront. That's right. We did have a Battlefront morning, didn't we? That was yeah, fun. Yeah, they did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> you and had I, a reading morning, Anna? A ba- when, I basically you, uh, woke up yeah. at like like 8.30 because mm-hmm. I went to sleep at like 9.30 because mm-hmm. I couldn't go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Even though I went in bed and turned my light off at 8.30. Yeah. I went to your bedroom when you were, when it was about, it was like... Eight maybe, and this morning eight this morning, mm-hmm. and I went to your bedroom, closed the shade, and shut your door a little. Because mm, nice. you were like mm. your shade was totally open. It was so yeah, warm. and then the door was open, and my, my dad and some of his friends were playing a game outside, so I can like hear them clearly. And uh, I didn't want to just get up at like nine fifteen and say, "Okay, I'm awake." Can we please shut the door and you guys can be a little quieter? I didn't want to do that. So, so you got to hear us playing uh, this board game yeah, that but my then friend I finally designed. really tried to go to sleep. I just said, okay, I'm mm-hmm. going to try to go to sleep. Yeah. Think about going to sleep. Yeah. Were there any swear words? Uh, one. Yeah, oh, only one. That's the only uh, heard well, one. Well, I, right? I only heard Evan, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, there were more than one, but that's okay. I'm glad you only heard one. But that's how kids learn swear words by listening to adults play uh, card games and board games. That's my that's my theory. So, anyway, uh, so yeah, summer. Theory. What are you in the middle of reading, Nana? And it's not Star Warsy, but what is what are you reading? What are you Hunger on? Games? I'm on the third book of the Hunger Games, yeah. and it's really good. What do you think of the Hunger Games? Have Have you related the Hunger Games as you read it to Star Wars at all? No. Nah, not like, really. The rebellion doesn't seem Star Warsy like the Not not really. The capital doesn't seem like the empire to you at no. all. No. Hmm. I, I do see some similarities there. But, I don't. But, but I kind of I I'm always looking for parallels to Star Wars. So. <laughs> <laughs> um some people when the Rogue One trailer came out, they thought that Jin Erso seemed a lot like a Katniss character. Yeah, she does. Yeah, okay. She does. All right. I didn't think of that, but but that you bring it mm. up, she does. And that's not a bad thing. Nope, nope, no. Katniss is awesome. <laughs> Katniss is awesome. So. And so is Rue. You're a big fan of Rue. Yeah. Yeah. Who's Rue? You know what? We're not going to talk too much about Hunger Games because no. this is Let's not. Let's not get into the very, yeah, we'll very do that. deep things. We'll do that in our Hunger Games podcast, which does not exist. So. <clears throat> which is in our mind. Which is in our mind, exactly. That it's not even in, in your minds. mind, because you haven't even read or watched the movies. All right. Anyway, so uh, let's talk about some Star Warsy stuff, right, that uh, that we've been up to. So yesterday, we I found out that, um, that there is a demo level for LEGO The Force Awakens video game on PlayStation 4. So we downloaded really that. Cool. Yeah. What did you think about it, Anna? I liked it. Yeah? yeah? Yeah. I'm usually not a big fan of video games, but I really like that. Yeah, you liked it, huh? Yeah. It was pretty fun. I it like multi-build. The multi-build? You like that thing? Me too. Where you can build like two separate things I like and the you big choose. Cannon. 
You like the big cannon. Boom, 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 boom. Okay. I like the one where BB-8 goes in to shoot the thing. Right, yeah. (laughs) So it's kind of cool being BB-8 and Ray and Finn. It was uh, Escape from Jakku was the the demo level that you can play. So that was kind of fun to get yeah, that. Yeah, and we even got to go in the Falcon and shoot the things. Yes, that yeah. was, I was so cool. I, I, the first time I destroyed one TIE fighter, I mm-hmm. said, I'm getting a hang of this. <laughs> Liam was Finn, so he was in the Gunners, but mm-hmm. I was Ray, so mm-hmm. I was actually flying the ship. And so um, I actually got to fly through the, um, what's it called? The Star Destroyer, mm-hmm. the crash Star Destroyer yeah. that Ray flies through in the yeah. movie. It was so cool. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Uh, when I when I was watching you guys play, and when I was playing, it felt it felt good. It looked and felt like a Lego game. My only problem with it is kind of my problem with with all of the 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 newer Lego games where they do the split screen, but then um, like the screen kind of rotates depending on where you are in relation to the other person, and it can get a little confusing to to know. Which side of the screen is yours? Like, why and which side of the screen is yours? And you're really confused. Look up. Look up. Oh, right, because the the little character that you are is always at the top of the screen. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, that's a good point, Liam. You know, my old brain does not um, adapt as quickly as as your young brain does to. We are more used to, to it. New styles of video games. Yeah. You're more, well, because we haven't really played the old ones that much. Well, Liam has. I haven't. You haven't, but but also the like kid. Star Wars Lego and um yeah um and Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh no, the Star Wars no, Sonic the Hedgehog is a very old video game. But no, she's talking about old Lego games, right, Anna? Yeah. Yeah, this the the original the complete saga, the one that we yeah. played a lot when you were younger, when you were you know, a couple years ago. Um, but what I what I was saying more, was more that kid brains are way better at adapting, adapting. to new things True. than adult brains are. So. So that's like our brains have known them probably longer than the kid brains have. Well, our brains just aren't as adaptable. That's just what it means to be an adult. That's oh. that's just part of the part of the deal. Okay. Um, and my old my old brain just doesn't adapt as fast as yours does. So that's okay. Yeah. So Anna, we one thing we never talked about was you finished reading uh, Ray's story. Yeah, what did you, what that did you was think like about that? two weeks ago. It was a but... while ago, but we haven't recorded in a while, so. I really liked it, yeah. and I like how it was only from Ray's point of view. Mm-hmm. Like, I was surprised when she was like when she was trying to fix the poisonous gas in the Millennium Falcon, mm-hmm. and then she goes up and she says, um, "What what system is the Rebel base in?" And then mm-hmm. she goes back down, and then she goes up again, and we don't even hear them talking about it. We mm-hmm. don't hear Finn and BBA talking about it, and then. BBA beeps and she's like the Ilenium system, right. and I'm like, "Huh? That that's a big part. What? Yep. Oh, oh, it's from Ray's point of view. Okay, uh-huh. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool how they did that. Yeah, I read that also, and uh, I like the book too. Um, was that was that book the one where when she's having her vision, she sees a little boy at the end of the hallway in Cloud City? No, I think no. that's I think, I think that's, that's the the junior, uh, the junior novel novelization, which is a strange little addition to that scene. I haven't read the junior novelization, but that okay. was not in Ray's story. So when so she sees uh, you know Vader and Luke fighting in the distance on on Cloud City, which I think we can kind of assume that she sees that in her vision in the movie, right? Like she's looking at something, and you can tell that she's like, "What is this?" But in the in the junior novelization, there's also like a little boy, and I wish I had it on me right now, but I don't. I can't remember if the boy says anything. But there's like a little boy just standing there at the end of the hallway, and then the vision changes, and she's on the planet where Luke is with R two. I don't know. <laughs> what does it mean? I have no idea. I know it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's really strange. I don't think. Th- I think they just That's made weird. it to look at scary. I have no uh, idea why. Would it, would, does it sound scary that there's a little boy there? A little yeah, bit? Does. That sounds a bit scary, yeah. <laughs> why does that seem scary to us? But yeah, I don't it does. know, but it's that's kind of freaky. Darth Vader is standing by a little homeless boy. <laughs> homeless? You added homeless to it. To sure. the description of the boy. I love poorless. it. That's poorless. I love it. Poorless. No, it's great. It's great. Maybe, maybe he's just word. some kid on Cloud, Cloud City who took like a wrong turn on his way to the, to the ice cream shop. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. To, 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 the, to, what's his name? To the, 
The, the Wilbur To Wilro Hood's ice cream shop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So in our last episode, we were talking about Celebration London and how we couldn't make it there. Sad trombone. But we thought we said that maybe we know someone who would be able to go. And uh, I said, you know, we have a listener in London, Nick. And uh, and through the podcast, I, w- I said, hey, Nick, are you going to Celebration? <laughs> and if so, maybe you could, uh, you know, give us a ring and, you know, tell us about your experience when you go. And, uh, well, Nick got back to us and we're actually going to talk to Nick and we're going to give him a call. Yay! So let's give Nick a call right now and we can talk to our listener all the way over in London. Pretty awesome, huh? Yeah. Cool. Let's go do that. Yep. So hello, Nick. Hello there. How's it going? It's going really well. Yeah, it's amazing to be here. It's it's amazing to have you on all the way from London. Uh, the magic, the magic of the internet never ceases to amaze me. So, uh, yes. <laughs> so here we are. Awesome. Uh, so you know, I just mentioned that that we talked about Celebration London, and we you know I kind of talked to you via the podcast, saying, "Hey, let us know if you're going." And uh, why don't you tell us? Uh, why don't you tell us what happened after that? So I was very frustrated because right after you said that on the podcast, I immediately went onto the internet and looked up if there were any tickets available. And I saw that all the child tickets were sold out. Um, But then um, I showed it to my mum and my mum looked at small print, which is probably what you should always do. And it said adult tickets, which were still free um, for Sunday. Uh, anybody over the age of 11 could pass an adult. No, sorry, over the age of 12. And I'm 11, going on 12 in October, and it's not exactly like they're going to charge me for um, paying more. Right. So you bought an, an adult ticket? I uh, I bought an adult ticket, yeah, yeah. when going with my mum. <laughs> awesome. That's great. So you're going with your mum, and it's in... Almost exactly a month, right? So you're going on Sunday. Is I'm that going right? on Sunday, yeah. So that'll be July 17th? That's right, yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, so, and I was just looking on, on online to see if there's a schedule yet, and there's not. So you don't really know what exactly is happening on Sunday I have yet, absolutely no idea. <laughs> That's got to be maddening. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, well, I'd, I want to talk about celebration with you and everything, but first, um, just so we kind of get to know you and, and our listeners can kind of, uh, understand who you are and, and what Star Wars means to you. I was wondering if you could just tell us about, you know, you and Star Wars and kind of where you started and, uh, what it means to you and all that good stuff. All right. So I started off with Star Wars when I was very small. Um, my dad was a huge Star Wars fan before me, so he kind of introduced me to the original trilogy. Now, my dad, to say in a way, doesn't really like the prequels. So he didn't really show me the prequels until we got this big box set, mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. And I got this um, this book. This I think it was Star Wars Annual for two thousand and eleven, and I basically. It had um, uh, the all of the films up one to six, sort of summarized in a kind of story. So I read all of those yeah. and it sort of it helped me to understand a bit more. And I even watched some of the gruesome stuff in episode three and wasn't really freaked out because I was quite small. Uh huh. Um, and then I just for about um, three years, I didn't really wasn't really a huge Star Wars fan. But right when the first Force Awakens teaser came out, I just went mad about it again. And of course, after the Force Awakens in February, I found you guys when I was sick on a bed in France. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was going to France on holiday, but I got a horrible cold. My mum found a Star Wars podcast, and it just so happened to be you guys. Oh, that's funny. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we could help you through your sickness. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so, so now, uh, so now that you, you are 
a Star Wars fan in your own right, and uh, and it sounds like you uh, enjoy all of the movies. Uh, has your dad come around on the prequels at all? He likes the third one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a common sentiment. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. So, but you, uh, well, let's let's really quick. What's your ranking? Do you have a ranking for the, all the movies? Well, I'd probably say seven, five, four, six, three, two, one. All right, nice. I think yeah, uh, seven has has is on the top of a lot of people's lists i think these days which is yeah. really cool it's on the top of my list not it's mine on, not yours liam no no and um and the the first one is actually my second favorite really mm-hmm. episode one is your second yeah. favorite yeah yeah i mean it's yeah everybody's different that's yeah i i have to say of the prequels um i might i might put episode one as my favorite prequel, of the prequels, which is i would probably put episode two yeah? Yeah, see, I like one. Two. one. See, we're all over the place, Nick. <laughs> well, yeah. That's great. That's that's what makes... I, I, I love the variety in fandom. <laughs> I love I love episode seven, but Han Solo's death just makes it a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a hard one. Um, yeah. My, it, it goes for me probably six, seven, one, five... Four, and then it probably goes two, three. and three. Yeah, wow. I don't really like three either. It's just too sad for me. Yeah, it's a pretty yeah. depressing film, I have to it say. It is. The second half of that movie is, is brutal. Yeah. So, all right. So, um, cool. Well, that's that's great. And uh, I, I'm, I'm, ha- I'm so happy that, that you're going to Celebration. Super happy for you. A little bit jealous, but that's okay. <laughs> um, so... So what are you hoping to see? What what's your what are your what are your plans well, for celebration? Um, even though you don't know, I've had a little investigation today, yeah. and I have seen some stuff on the celebration website. I'm really looking forward to. Well, it's been stated that the props and costumes of Rogue One are going to be put on display. Yeah, that that would be that was just awesome, mm-hmm. and there's going to be a lot of guests stars there dave filoni uh, carrie fisher mark hamill gareth mm-hmm. edwards and kathleen kennedy yeah but they've also rumored that there's going to be some surprise guests so you never know right oh yeah i'm sure that as a lot of the a lot of the cast that hasn't been announced from rogue one and also even episode eight i'm sure will be there i can't believe i can't imagine daisy ridley and john boyega will not show up <laughs> yeah they, i i was just about to say daisy ridley's probably gonna be one of them <laughs> wait what is seven in the like the v and ones what's seven? Oh, uh v i i yeah that's seven yeah um i've actually written down here because john boyega uh, he's from London. He's from an area of London called Peckham, so it wouldn't mm-hmm. be a big, big journey for him to go. Right, right. So, so yeah. So Dave Filoni's going to be there, and and he's going to be presenting the first two episodes of Rebels season three. Have you been keeping up with Rebels? Um, I haven't really watched it because yeah. um, it's you not. Should. It's really good. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm pretty sure I've got that kind of vibe off it, but yeah. Um, if. When if there's a screening there, I will definitely watch it. And if you yeah. want, I'll I'll let you know what's in it. Oh, I, I don't, don't know. really want that. <laughs> well, yeah, you know what? Maybe on the down low, you can let us know. <laughs> Maybe just like the basics of the first. Yeah, episode. it's it's gonna be it's gonna be something. Uh, Wait, and then what's up, Daddy, So what? I remember at Star Wars Celebration last year in Anaheim. Yeah. Uh huh. Someone went there and they took a video with their phone of uh, what was it? That was like that was the Rogue One. Like uh, it wasn't even a teaser. It was they called it like a moving poster. Did you ever end up seeing that Nick? Where it's like uh, I think they were on a jungle planet and then you just see the Death Star Star in the in the sky above and that's it. I didn't actually see that. No, but I did. Yeah, I do remember you talking about it in episode five. (laughs) There you go. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's yeah. So, um, but he was a kind of a shaky cell phone camera, you know, video. I don't, I don't think they ever released it officially. So, um, but it was a completely digital video, which is kind of cool. It looked really good. Uh, 
but yeah, so so hopefully there's also going to be, I mean, there's going to be a Rogue One panel. At that panel, mm-hmm. I mean, they're probably going to show the full-length trailer, right? That'd be amazing. <laughs> or at least a really long teaser. I mean, longer than the one they already showed, although that teaser was pretty long. That was... Speaking of which, of last year when they showed the kind of Rogue One thing, do you think they might show something with Episode Eight? Oh, wouldn't that be... Something. Uh, I mean, they could show something. They've they've taken a lot. I mean, they're what they're over halfway done shooting it, right? They're not done shooting it yet, I don't think. But but I know that uh, uh, Ryan Johnson said that they were in the home stretch. I think is what he said. So you know, they're they're getting close to to the end of shooting it. So mm-hmm. they should have some footage. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe another behind the scenes thing. I don't know. That'd be pretty cool. I don't know. Yeah, awesome. So, uh, if you could see one thing at Celebration, what what would you choose? I actually I'd... wrote it down. Yeah? <laughs> uh, a Legends character becoming canon. Mmm. Yes. So, so that's one thing that we haven't actually talked about on the podcast because we had a couple weeks off. But, uh, but when Dave Filoni said he was going to be at Celebration, he posted a photo to Twitter of the spine of a Star Wars book uh, that just said Star Wars, but it was an older Star Wars book, uh, definitely one from Legends. And uh, I don't know how, how much you've been keeping up on it, Nick, but I know that some fans have done sleuthing, and they have determined that the book is most likely heir to the Empire. Right. Which contains the character that you want to see, is that correct? Um, it contains Thrawn, I'm pretty sure. Uh-huh, yep. And I saw a YouTube video the other day, um, wait, I don't, I don't really know much about Thrawn, but I did see this video saying that, you know, oh, Thrawn to become canon, it's celebration, Dave Filoni uh-huh. reveals, something like that, and yes. that, that would be pretty cool, even though I have no yeah. idea who he is. Oh, well, um, so I mean, I, Thrawn is, um... He's really cool. <laughs> um, so the, the, the first books that I had ever read from from what is now Legends is that the Thrawn trilogy, which starts with Heir to the Empire. Um, and he's basically, he was an admiral that was kind of out on the outer rim. But then once the Empire fell, he came in and he's super smart. And the way that he, and what I think is really cool, and I think it, and it hasn't really been done before, which is really... Um, makes him a very unique character. So if they bring him back, into, if they bring him into canon, I hope they, they keep this part of him because it's kind of what his essence is, is that he will, uh, in order to understand another culture, in order to defeat them in battle, he studies their art. So he is like an art aficionado, right? And he What's has an uh, someone who loves the thing and knows a lot about that thing. So, oh. so he loves art and he studies art of other cultures to and to know more about them, but not to appreciate them, to, to understand how to defeat them in battle. Wow. So it's like, <laughs> just really cool. So like, um, no, go ahead. Oh, so he could say, um, they worshiped some kind of God. And maybe if he, uh, if their God had some kind of mythical, what tribute thing, maybe he could do it and pretend or something like that. Right, exploit their, yeah. the, you know, their belief and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. That's um, what I was thinking too. That that type of thing, um, or even looking at the style of art, kind of understanding how the the culture thinks and exploiting that thought, that thinking process. Yeah, it's mm. it's really it's something to read. Uh, what I remember when I first read it, it it just blew my mind, <laughs> and it's so well done. Wow. Uh, Timothy Zahn, I hope. So Timothy Zahn is the author of that trilogy and the creator of Thrawn and Mara Jade and, uh, you know, a lot of other uh, very popular Legends characters. Uh, Have you even read a book with Mara Jade in it? Have you you read a book with Mara Jade? Even a comic book, I think I've read a comic book, yeah. yeah. So Mara Jade uh, becomes, becomes eventually, in Legends, Luke's wife. And uh, that's another thought that, you know, she was the Emperor's hand. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, like kind of like an Inquisitor, but for the Emperor instead of... But then she turns good because she realizes that Luke's good and... Yeah, yeah it's like it's that. a process. I read somewhere that she was an assassin. <laughs> yeah, 
basically. Yep. That's as the emperor's hand. Wow. Yeah, that's what she did. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. You know, I'm a little I'm a little worried about them bringing a legends character in because uh, legends can be pretty ridiculous. Well, it can be, and I feel like it's a lo- it's almost a lose lose, right? Like if they bring a legends character in. Uh, if they don't make that character exactly like they were in Legends, then yeah. the people who want Legends to come back will be mad and say, this isn't anything like Thrawn. Thrawn, you know, talked like this and looked like this, and you know. Um, but I think, you know, if anyone can do it, Filoni can. Yeah. <laughs> I think he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Uh, so are you, Nick, do you, do you, uh, cosplay? Do you dress up? Are you planning on, uh, being a Jedi at Celebration or are you just going to kind of, uh, appreciate the other cosplayers? I was planning to do something. Yeah? I did, um, buy a couple of months ago a Kylo Ren lightsaber. Nice. Um, and I also purchased a Kylo Ren helmet. Hmm. And I have this kind of weird cloak thing that I got for Christmas a few years ago. So maybe I could sort of put that on and pretend to be Kylo Ren, but I'm not sure. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. Um, I don't think I would like to pretend to be Kylo Ren. You wouldn't want to, well. No. I would. Liam would. <laughs> Liam, yeah. Liam also has a Kylo Ren lightsaber. and uh, A Harry Potter cloak, which I could put inside outside. Oh, you're both talking about the Harry Potter cloak works as a mm-hmm, Kylo if I Ren. turn it inside out. Because it's black on the inside? And then, and then, and then I just need to dye my hair black. <laughs> you don't need to dye your hair black. <laughs> you, you, already- you just need a mask, Liam, which you could probably make from cardboard. If you tried, you could probably make a mask from Kylo Ren mask from cardboard. Yeah, wow. It wouldn't be that great, but it would be, it would work. And people would get that it was Kylo Ren. <laughs> Oh, fun. So, uh, Nick, have you thought uh, at all about uh, what you, how you want to uh, kind of let us know what you've done at Celebration? Or uh... Well, we were thinking of a kind of audio report. So we'd go in and sort of, after every time we do something, so like go to a panel, go to a screening or something, we'd sort of give you a kind of review of what happened. If cool. there's any breaking news, then we'll let you know. Um but of course, just let us know because you might close some of the stuff as spoilers. Um, I remember mm, sure. last year, um, a lot of people classed that Rogue One semi teaser mm. thing as a spoiler. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I mean, don't don't worry about sending it to us. We're you know, not we, like we can crazy, be uh... crazy, crazy <laughs> about spoilers unless it's like an actual movie, like the actual um, saga. Well, oh, oh, like, yeah, that's if a good it's point. just a, few, a little bit of footage, we're like, mm, I don't know if I want to see that. Yeah, 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 but but I yeah don't don't worry about us. But you know, if we if we feel like we need to, we can filter it for our audience. That's fine. But awesome. um, and also, I want to say too, like, uh, you know, I hope that you have the the maximum amount of fun at celebration. <laughs> so if if you know taking time out to record something cuts into your fun then, you know, you could just wait until afterwards if you need to and <laughs> record it after. So, but, uh, but I really appreciate, uh, you know, the thought you're putting into it and, uh, really look forward to, to hearing about what you see. And, uh, and maybe if you take some photos, you can send those to us too. That's awesome. I'll definitely yeah. send some photos to you guys. Cool. Well, thank you for checking in. Nick, did you have any, uh, any, any shout outs that you wanted to, to give? And then also I know that you have a joke and we can, uh, we can get to that in the joke segment. But uh, wondering if you wanted to, uh, I don't know, put anything out there. Well, I did have something about the... Uh, I did have a theory. Oh, sure. Um, I just finished Lost Stars. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Yep. Um, yeah. And, you know, Kendi? Mm-hmm. Um, she says she was brought up in a planet called Ilo. Don't go mad at me about pronunciation i'm not really sure how that's said okay but could this be the sandy planet we see in the rogue one trailer oh i it, it i wonder it could be. I, I can't remember did she describe the place where she grew up i can't remember yeah, it's been she, a it, was, it was a tropical part um, um, it could be and it had palm trees and it had sand so yeah 
Well, I... That, it could be. That's I the like only that. planet we've seen that has palm, palm trees and sandy and... Yeah, that's true. Pretty much. That's true. Cool. Well, yeah. Ilo, I'm going to I'm gonna have to look that, that up in the, the book again. That's the one where the like ship that. explodes, right? I think it's the same one where we see that, yeah. that uh, the four-winged uh, kind of Kylo Ren's ship-looking thing one, explode. And yeah. the one um, that... Where the the AT eight CTs AT act yeah the ad acts yes yeah cool um but it the book kind of brought up a new concept of the rebels I mean people who don't really know about the empire's cruelty they would probably see the rebels as kind of terrorists yeah oh yeah that's that's kind of weird for me. Yeah, like the people in the core worlds, right? Where yeah. they're, you know, they they benefited from the empire. Um, that's interesting, and it makes you kind of wonder, like w- w- the people at the end of Return of the Jedi who are toppling uh, Palpatine's statue, and yeah. um, at the beginning of Aftermath, we see that those same people. Um, you know, they must have, they must have, they must be the minority on Coruscant, probably, right? The people who are happy that that Palpatine has uh, has fallen, and uh, and where are they getting their information? Some sort of underground, you know, news network or something? Because obviously the media on Coruscant has to be totally controlled by the Empire. So yeah, that's interesting, though. Hold on, what, what, Anna? I just want to say that at the end of Lost Stars, mm-hmm. it is so suspenseful. I think Nash created the First Order. Yeah, uh, I don't think so. You don't think so, Anna? Well, no. I mean, they you know, I haven't read the book. That sounds impossible. <laughs> Well, no, I, I mean, want to hear this theory, Nick. Well, I mean, he is sort of creating a better empire from what he describes as the TIE fighters having shields and that kind of thing. And it was, it was just a thought because um, we don't really see the empire coming back after the Jakku thing. True. That is true. Um, hmm. Well, I think, I think he definitely... Uh, it seems like he probably had a hand in it, yeah. Hmm. And quickly speaking of Rogue One, just really quickly, did you guys see the um, Rogue One being reshot? You know, I saw that. I haven't really, I haven't uh, mentioned it to the kids yet because I, I'm not quite sure how much of a deal it is. But, but yeah, the fact that they're doing some reshoots, which is pretty common on movies. But what, what are your thoughts on it? But um, I saw, I heard a rumor saying that um, it was being reshot because the uh, CEO said it was too dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe a little bit too too gritty. They wanted to lighten it up a little bit with some humor yeah. or something. Yeah, but it yeah, did I, say I read that too. in this Entertainment Weekly article that Disney aren't making it into a sort of you know Beauty and the Beast kind of lighthearted caper, as they said. That e- EW said they're not doing it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that there's a way to. I mean, if you think about the Star Wars movies that have come out so far, I think not including the Force Awakens, the funniest movie. Is the Empire Strikes Back in my in my opinion? Same with me. But it's also the most depressing movie. Mm. Not kind of, well, episode the third. three. Is, yeah, episode yeah, three is pretty depressing. The most but at least for the original trilogy, you know that Empire Strikes Back really showed how they can make a really like just depressing. You know, like, I mean, they they don't they don't win at all. Um, yeah. And it, but it's also funny. It's so funny. Like the the Han and Leia stuff is hilarious. Yoda when you first meet him, yeah, it's it's so funny. So I th- I think they're you know even if they're doing some reshoots to lighten the mood a little bit, mm-hmm. that that doesn't worry me. If anything, that kind of no. makes me happy actually, because <laughs> I don't want my I don't want my uh, Star Wars happy. to be like Batman versus Superman. I don't know. Oh God, I saw that. It was so dark. I mean, it went on for two and a half hours, and the uh, two. Yeah. Right. I didn't smile once that whole movie. You know, like, no, I want to smile when I'm watching a movie. There's one joke I smiled at, which was <laughs> that when Batman says that I'm a friend of your son's, and Superman's mum says, "I figured the cape." I kind of laughed uh, at that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That that was good. Um, but yeah. So so I'm I'm okay with it. But yeah, that's a. Uh, eh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. It might not be the best Star Wars movie ever, and that's okay. You know, as long as it's fun and, you know, As good. long as it's Star Wars. Exactly. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, um, you know, we're going to do, we're going to, we usually have our joke segment at the, at the uh, end, but since, since, uh, since we have to go, Nick, and we're not going to be able to record the rest of our episode, 
until a little bit later. Uh, let's have a joke. <laughs> All right, you got a joke for us, Nick. Let's hear it. Yeah, I have a really bad joke I thought of. The worse, the better. What do you call someone who wants to be a Jedi? I I don't know. What do do you call someone who wants to be a Jedi? An Obi Wannabe. (laughs) I get that. I get that. Wow. Okay, that's that's funny. That's a corny joke. Yeah, yeah, that's corny, yeah. (laughs) But it's Liam, funny, but funny. Liam laughed. So you, you laughed. Uh, thank you. You got a, You did better than I do. Obi wannabe. Obi wannabe. I like that. It's good, Nick. Obi-Wan. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, um, thank you so much for for being available to talk, and uh, and we will definitely talk to you soon within. You know, in about a month. Um, yeah. If you want know, to, if you want to send us whatever audio you record, but also we'd love to to get on Skype again and uh, and have a conversation with you about your experience yes. and all that stuff. Awesome. Cool. All, all right. right. Thank you so much. Well, yeah, we will talk to you soon. All right, bye. All right, bye. That was cool. Yeah, that was cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So there was Nick. Uh, that was that was really cool. So, um, well, let's, um, let's go check out uh, What's That Sound? Listen, listen. For today... Uh, we are going to talk about the sound of C-3PO and R2-D2 when they are moving. We kind of get that rink, 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 and then R2 is kind of rink, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, the droid engine sounds, as Actually, they call them um, in this book, yeah? Um, uh, C-3PO's is more like clonk. Yeah. Well, we'll hear it, actually. I'll, I'll play the clip after I talk about how they made these sounds. Um, so... They were the they were made from the antenna motor and the window motor of a Cadillac Eldorado. This was back, you know, 19 what, probably 75, 76. Well. Um, so an old car. So the antenna motor, right? So sometimes when you turn on an older car, the antenna would would come out of the car. Right? Mm. Instead of the antenna always being out, they would the antenna would go in, and then it would come out when you turn the car on. Uh, and then, of course, the window motor is for the automatic windows, which was a pretty new thing back in the day, back in the 70s. That was, you know, you used to have to crank windows open, right? Really? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And actually, they still make cars that have the cranks. In fact, I kind of wish our cars did. Yeah, so instead of nice. instead of an automatic window, a button to roll down the window, mm-hmm. you would you, you would turn a crank, and it would, it, would, That's cool. it would open the window that way. And then you'd turn it the other way to close it. Oh, that's cool. Right? It's, it's nice to have that option. Fast, but no, it doesn't go as fast. Well, actually, you can make it go faster, um, but it's just more work. Uh, but if the motor goes out on a car window thing, you know, like a, a automatic window, then it's nice to have that crank, right? Yeah. So, but whatever. Uh, the, the motors don't usually go out these days. That used to be a problem. So, anyway, uh, the window motor had a higher pitch and became C-3PO sound, and the... Uh, the lower pitched one was the antenna motor, which became R2-D2 sound. But when they first made the sounds, they kind of just put them together as they were walking on Tatooine, you know, and you could really hear their sounds on Tatooine, mm-hmm. right? They didn't really know whose was whose, which is funny because when we listen to it now, you can totally tell who's whose because you're used to one sound for R2 and the other sound for 3PO. But when they first put those sounds in there, they didn't really know. They just kind of put them both in there. Isn't that funny? Yeah. So uh, let's let's listen to it. Now that we know how they got the sounds, we'll listen to a little clip from uh, A New Hope and uh, 3PO and R2 walking in the desert of Tatooine. We seem to be made to suffer. It's our lot in life. I've got to rest before I fall apart. My joints are almost frozen. What a desolate place this is. Where do you think you're going? Well, I'm not going that way. It's much too rocky. This way is much easier. So that's pretty cool. You can totally hear that it's just a motor. Yeah, I kind of wish it was just like R2 and 3 just the sounds instead of the... Yeah. 
actual the actual words. Well, in the book, so this is uh, this knowledge, of course, that I got. It's from again the book, The Sounds of Star Wars by mm-hmm. J.W. Rinsler. Uh, in the book, you can actually play just the sounds of the the motors. Oh. But I think it's nice to hear it in context in the movie and kind of listen for just those sounds, you know, so then you can kind of, next time when we watch it, we can think to ourselves, oh, I know how they made those sounds. Mm, that's going to be cool. Yeah, pretty cool. All right, well, let's go have some news. E3, which is like a like a conference, like a Comic-Con kind of, but it's a electronic entertainment expo so they call it e3 and it's a video game conference basically that just happened this last weekend um ea the video game maker electronic arts ea announced that a new game is coming out a first person star wars game actually two new star wars games um and they're going to be different made by different studios but ea is kind of also helping to make these games ea makes battlefront ea makes battlefront that's right uh so they're this one game that's coming out is a first-person Star Wars game. Uh, they didn't really say much more than that, um, but they did have just a really small clip. So they kind of they kind of put together this video um, of all the video games is it right that now? nope all the video games that are coming out, and uh, and I have this video queued up to just the right spot that I think you kids might want to see. One of the great joys of working with Amy is she is like a, a film director in many ways because she is telling her story and I'm helping to realize her world. Wait, you can walk, walk around? You oh, can, that's the thing by the cantina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this person, whoever this person that is. That person just walked out of the cantina. Walked out of the cantina. That's right. Um... So on Twitter, uh, an, an eagle-eyed so user on Twitter noticed a certain symbol spray-painted. Empire. Well, we have the Imperial flags hanging on Tatooine here, right? But what's next? It's right there. Sabine. Was Sabine on Tatooine? That sure looks like the work of Sabine Wren, does it not? That does look <laughs> like it. That's pretty cool. So who knows? <laughs> That might be a little clue for something we might see in uh, Season 3 of Rebels. I don't know. I can't wait for Season 3. <laughs> it's I cannot awesome. wait. So, so this is, this is I mean, looks really cool. It kind of looks like a like a level in Battlefront, right? Like yeah, I could I could imagine this being a level in Battlefront. But one thing that I think this game and the other game that, uh, that they're working on is going to give us, hopefully, is something that we don't get from Battlefront, which is like a story, right? Like, you are a person walking through the world, going from level to level, and exploring and battling, and you have an actual story, which I'm hoping they do a really good job with that. Yeah, Liam? Um, is there a video for the other video game? No, there isn't, no. Um, although they did show, they did show, I don't know what it's going to be about or what it's going to be called. They haven't released that yet, but they did show some motion capture footage of people lightsaber battling. So that one might be a little more, um, yeah, we can look at it later. We'll watch this whole video later. It's, it's a kind of a long video. Um, but that one might be a little more about, you know, Jedi and stuff, right? Whereas this one seems like it might be a little more underworld kind of, you're a, maybe you're a bounty hunter or something like that. So anyway, it looks, looks pretty cool. Uh, in other news, uh, John Williams expects to compose the music for episode eight. Yay! So that's something we haven't really heard yet from him or from from Lucasfilm, but uh, from the magazine Variety, and I saw that I saw this on Club Jade. I got to say, ClubJade.net is a really great Star Wars news source where they kind of pull in things from around the internet, and if you kind of want a nice abbreviated version of what's going on this week in Star Wars news, you should check out Club Jade. It's really good stuff. Um, anyway, so. They said that he plans to begin work on Spielberg's next film, Ready Player One, in November. So he's composing music for a Steven Spielberg movie. But then next year, he expects, John Williams expects to compose the music for the next Star Wars film. Yay! Williams said, if I can do it, I certainly will. I told Kathy Kennedy, I'm happy to do it. But the real reason is, I didn't want anybody else writing music 
for Daisy Ridley, <laughs> which is pretty funny. It's kind of his little joke, but, uh, but obviously he enjoys writing music. He's still doing it. Um, I hope that he can just keep on doing it. <laughs> much longer though well i mean it's hard to work when you're when you're that old you know like yeah. but how long will you be able to compose music and stuff he has yeah, had he has retire. had some health problems he might just retire yeah but it seems like he really loves his job you know and it's something that he can do and not be super active doing it right yeah. so here's hoping for the health of john williams um when he dies i'm gonna be like so sad <laughs> Yes, we, we all will be. True. Uh, so, on June 2nd, Ryan Johnson. Remember Ryan Johnson, the director of Episode yes, 8? Yes, I remember Ryan Johnson. Mm -hmm. Ryan. He shared an image on his Instagram of uh, what appears to be rocks in a studio. And I'm going to show you kids this picture here. And I'll have this on childrenoftheforce.com. So, it looks like, kind of like uh, looking up at a cliff... And don't those rocks look super real? But then we see that it's actually in a studio, right? It's inside a building. Mm -hmm. uh, and then on June 8th, he shared this image on his Tumblr page. And this is Isn't probably... That, Luke's cloak? that is Luke's cloak. An image of Luke's cloak, which uh, with a kind of like this is a boom mic, I believe, a microphone with you some put those stuff on the around it. And, page on the web page. Oh, I'll put these on childrenoftheforce.com so you can check them out. Um, and then I'll link to uh, Ryan Johnson's uh, Instagram and Tumblr and all that good stuff. So uh, when he posted this image of Luke's dirty, filthy, just nasty looking cloak. Uh, he said cool that it does look so cool. And wouldn't you assume that, look at these rocks. You would think this is on location. This is on Skellig Michael, right? Yeah. But chances are, because of what we saw, you know, the few days before that, that this photo is, that's a set. Those rocks were carved by somebody out of foam, probably. And then painted to look like actual rock. It's amazing. It's it amazing. Is. You know? Just seeing Foam? the amount. Yeah, probably. Wow. Yeah. So then Ryan Johnson said, and, I, and we mentioned this when we talked to Nick, that they were in the home stretch of filming, which is really cool. So uh, John Boyega is going to be busy uh, with things that aren't just Star Wars in the future. He is going to star in Pacific Rim 2. This is announced recently. And you kids have not seen Pacific Rim, but you've seen parts of Pacific Rim. I believe... One time when I rented it, I showed you the kaijus destroying one of the cities. So it's what a big kaiju, or... big monsters, like Godzilla-type monsters, right? Hmm. Liam, do you remember this? No? I think I think I showed both of you this really cool scene, either. and then these huge robot mechs, right? And there's two people in each robot, and they have to work together. And the robots are the size of these huge monsters, right? Could you and the robots like fight the... Yeah, I'll show you. It is the... It's a really fun movie. I it's ridiculous. It. Is it for kids or uh, for adults? Yeah, it's, it's for adults, but I think... I think it? it's PG-13. Oh, I mean... We'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'll maybe I'll watch it again and see if it's uh, kid friendly. It's it's really fun, fun to watch. Um, it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, I would never call it like a a great film, <laughs> but it's fun. And um, I'm cool. happy for John Boyega. I, I cannot wait to see him in Pacific Rim too. That's really cool. And actually, he is uh, producing it also. Um, I, apparently, he has a production company i had no idea um really? so he's like helping to make the movie as well not just acting in it which is really cool not just acting in it like acting in it isn't a huge deal i didn't mean it like that but yeah he's doing more he's doing than acting, more than acting. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh all right so one more bit of news here uh speaking of steven spielberg he is directing the next indiana jones movie and spielberg has been involved with all of the indiana jones movies directed all of them uh those are all Lucasfilm movies, so George Lucas was involved with them also. Cool. Lucas and Spielberg worked together on Indiana Jones. I think you told me about that. Mm -hmm. So, coming in 2019, three years from now, uh, is the next Indiana Jones movie. And Steven Spielberg had promised, and this is where it relates back to Star Wars, Steven Spielberg promises that he will not kill Harrison Ford at the end of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get it. Okay, but who's so Harrison Her Ford plays. Oh, Harrison Ford plays Indiana Jones. In, oh, in the, okay. Yeah, you guys have not seen Indiana Jones. And Got it. 
Mm, you might not. Got it. You might not until I don't know. There's like How the first Indiana Jones. I don't know. I mean, because you've never seen them, you know. So true. The first indie is uh, is great, but then there's this one part at the end that's really nasty. So we could maybe watch it and then just I'll just fast forward past the end. I, I don't want to watch it. But you don't want to watch it. Sound good. Oh, it is good. Sound good. Oh, it is like good. Return yeah. of the Jedi. I mean, not Return of the Jedi. Like um. Yeah. Yeah, like Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's nasty like that, where people's faces start melting and stuff. Yeah, it's kind of gross. Yeah, it's pretty gross. <laughs> All right. Have you watched so, it? So yeah, I saw it when I was a kid, and I shouldn't have, but I did. I was told to look away, and I didn't. Anyone, oh. anyone who's seen uh, Raiders of the or yeah Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, anybody who's seen that will laugh at that joke. Because people are told to look away and they don't, and that's why their faces melt. But anyway, let's go over to Canon News. The Canon News song, yeah. The Canon News song, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, from the Force Awakens Visual Dictionary. Uh, this is all stuff that you know um, people might know, but I think it's good to kind of repeat it and and really know that this is canon. This is official. This is uh, this is canon news. It, maybe it's not as much news as some other canon news is, but uh, officially, Ray is 19 years old at the time of The Force Awakens. We do know that. She made that little doll that we see in her home mm-hmm. when she was 10 years old. So nine years before The Force Awakens, she made that doll, which actually kind of strikes me as a little odd. Um, I don't know. I mean, she's 10. She's surviving on her own, pretty much, on Jakku, and she makes a doll. It seems like such a, such a, a, a childlike, innocent thing to do, you know, but she is, she, she does seem to maintain that, um, I don't know, like she doesn't harden. She's not, but she's innocent. She's not, um, well, no, I wouldn't, I don't know what innocent even means in that case, but, um, but, but she's not like, she doesn't become hard. Like she doesn't become mean and emotionless, Right. Which is pretty right. cool. It really but, uh, says I'm a lot gonna, about I'm her. Gonna, I want to say something. Yeah, sure. Um, I was thinking that, well, I don't think anyone is too old to love a doll or something. I agree. I think she just wanted something for when she was older to remind her of her childhood. Or something like that. That could be. I said childhood. 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 That's what I mean. Sure. Um, no, I get that. I, I, I think you're right. Um... Yeah, speaking of, we just, you guys, Anna, you watched Labyrinth when you had a sleepover, didn't you? It's so good. And Labyrinth is kind of like that, isn't it? Where, yeah. like, she's getting older, but she has all these stuffed stuffed animals, and, like, is she becoming an adult, or is she a child? She's, like, in between, right? Yeah. Um, You know, and I think that as you're getting older here, you're starting to kind of feel that a little bit, aren't you? Yeah. Kind of weird, yeah. Like, sometimes <laughs> I want to be... Sometimes I want to just be an adult and stay up really late and, like, mm-hmm. talk with people yeah. and stuff. And then sometimes I just want to play with my stuffed animal. Mm-hmm. And pretend to be an animal. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> exactly. So like, okay, sometimes I want to be an adult. Sometimes I want to be a kid. I don't know. Yep. Get used to that feeling. You'll have it for at least a few more years. <laughs> I know. Probably, like, five more years, yeah, actually. Yeah. So, um... The last thing here, and this is all from the Visual Dictionary, The Force Awakens Visual Dictionary, uh, the helmet that Ray wears is from an X-Wing pilot named Dosmit Ray. Uh, that's a female X-Wing pilot named Dosmit Ray that we know. We know that she's... Dosmit f- Ray! Yeah, we know that she's a, a female X-Wing pilot because of The Force Awakens Visual Dictionary, but also uh, Ray's uh, scavenger guide, right? Ray's survival guide. Uh, she talks about Dosmit Ray also, she does? and she likes to that, she but... likes to imagine that what adventures you know she went on. Oh yeah, I remember that. Uh, and Dosmit Ray was a member of the Tierfon Yellow Aces, an X-wing company. Um, so, you know, a lot of people have kind of speculated that the fact that this X-wing pilot's last name is Ray, and now it's spelled Could differently than mother. we spell Ray. Well, no, I, well, maybe, but that's not what people are speculating. They're saying that maybe that is how Ray got her name. Like, she just saw this helmet with the word Ray on it, and she said, my name's Ray. So maybe her name isn't actually Ray. Maybe she was called something else before she 
was left on Jack. I don't like that, Barry. No? You want her actual name to be Ray? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Speaking of stuffed animals, you got your doggy with you today, Liam? You, you're tying a leash around his neck? Yeah? Cool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, um, well, we were going to review the Poe comic, but I think what we'll do is uh, is maybe do that next time. And, we uh, after we're done with the whole series, we well, can just you know, review all of them. Poe is an ongoing series. It is? So, yeah, it's, it's going to keep going. Um, but actually, Anakin and Obi-Wan, we have the last issues of that, and we haven't read those yet. We need to, we need to read those. So I'm curious to see what happens and how Anakin decides to not leave the Jedi. All right, well, let's go to the question and answer council. The question and answer council, where we ask questions and answer them. It's the question and answer council. It's the question and answer council. So last week, or not last week, because it's been a couple weeks, but last episode, we were talking about what toy would you like to see in the store that hasn't been made yet from Star Wars. And my choice was Ray's staff. And literally, like, a day later, that video came out of the Ray, so making cool. Ray's staff. Uh, and they are now making Ray's staff to an buy. actual Ray's staff. Like but it's a, like $2,000, wasn't it? It's like... It was like... It's like over a thousand. I can't remember how much it was. It was like two thousand or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the so, 2000s. but it was an exact copy made by the exact people who made the actual Ray staff prop. Right, right. I so, really want that. <laughs> I would, really want that. Would be technically an autograph for the people who made Ray staff it's like getting their autograph yeah yeah it is kind of like that it's like getting their autograph that's a good point so you would get it but you would hang it up and you would never I you know. wouldn't even touch it but i want to put it in a glass case so it doesn't get all dusty <laughs> so i don't know it, why wouldn't i touch so, it well i don't know i guess you could ray yeah fights with it she actually sure. fights with that i'm assuming she actually fights with it well yeah 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 i mean she does swing it around and stuff so that's a good point. Um, but, you know, you spend that much money on it, you don't want to ruin it, right? You want it to True. be in the condition. But but I guess... Don't, it would be so hard just leaving it on the wall for, like, a whole year and never touching it. It would be cool to just, like, a like a month or two like, examine it or something. Mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. look at it, touch it. Yes, it would be so cool. So <laughs> it's not a toy. So I guess my, my answer still stands that... I would like to see a raised staff toy. You know, something that costs like 20 bucks at Target. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that you can, you know, uh, fight with and not worry about breaking it because it didn't cost thousands of dollars. All right. Well, I have a question. I have a question. And is it not the exact copy? Right. I mean, it I would look... the exact It would look somewhat like it. Just like the lightsabers that we have look kind of like the lightsabers in the movies. You know? Mm-hmm. Although Darth Maul's looks almost exactly like it. Right. Uh, alright, so I have a question for the question and answer council. If you could protect one person from dying in episode 8, who would it be? Mm. Let's imagine that you have the power to stop the ones you love from dying. From dying. I knew you were going to say that quote, Daddy. Me too. I knew wow, it. am I that predictable? Yep, you <laughs> okay, are. fine. <laughs> so, so... We have episode eight. We're assuming the characters from episode seven are going to be in episode eight. Of those characters, you have to you have the ability to choose one person to 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 keep safe, and you know for a fact they won't die. What character do you choose, Liam? Chewie. Chewbacca. Wow. Yeah, you know, in Legends, Chewbacca died. A moon. A moon fell on him. And crushed him. A moon, a moon fell on him and crushed him? <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> yes. That yes. is so unreal. <laughs> it was set. Hey, let's not. Okay. Anyway. Yes, that's yeah, what happened. I'm just so, saying. I'm just saying. I know. I know. So, Anna, if you could Ray. choose. <laughs> that is my answer as well. 
Right. I said all three of us were going to pick that. I was surprised oh, when you picked two. Ray. Yeah, I think my answer is Ray. If I had to choose, it's a hard choice though. I think my like number two would be Luke. My number two Liam. choice. Liam. Liam, do you have something to say about Luke and the chance of him dying in episode eight? I want Luke to die. I want Luke to die. I want Luke to die. <laughs> Liam. Uh, I want Luke Liam. to die. I think that Fangirls Going Rogue should have you on as a guest, and you can tell Trisha Bar, Trisha Bar how much you want Luke to die. Because uh, back back in the day, she wrote a uh, she wrote a piece saying Luke Skywalker must die, and uh, that was I think that was even before the Disney sale. But she was saying like in the books, like in the Legends books, this was before they were called Legends, uh, that Luke continuing to live like at some point Luke needs to die, you know. Um, and a lot of people gave her, a lot of people gave her a lot of guff for it. Um, I don't want him to die, but no. he does have to die. Well, so that's, everything ends. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Do you know what time it is? No, no, it's not time to cheer for the death of a beloved icon in one huh? of the most successful franchises in all of human history. It's time for... Stop the Lump! lump. Ah. Alright. Okay, uh, I have two questions here. Um, I am going to try to stump you kids, so actually it's stump the lumps, I suppose. Uh, Anna. Liam, you have the ability to steal this from Anna if she doesn't get it, okay? Anna, what is the name of the massacre Finn refers to in regards to the Rathars? Like the something massacre. The something massacre. <laughs> what is it? What massacre? The great massacre. The great massacre? Hmm. Oh, I have a feeling Liam knows it. Are you ready to give up, Anna? Could you guys give me a clue? Do you want to give it? No, he doesn't want to give you a clue. Can you give me a clue? Uh, no. I think Please. It, no, I'll let Liam steal it. Maybe you could steal the next one from Liam. I do not know that. <laughs> you read ahead? You're not supposed to read ahead. Okay. I, I don't know the answer to All that All right, one. Anna? Liam? Liam? The Trillium Massacre. The Trillium Massacre. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's right. All right, Liam. Your question. Uh, Anna. Wait, wait. Oh, do you need to? Oh. I, I have a really good okay, roar, okay, okay, Anna. Let's let's hear the lump. You are the lump. Let's hear your roar, Anna. It's a Chewbacca mask. <laughs> it's a Chewbacca mask. I got the Chewbacca okay. mask as an early birthday present. I, I just I call it the Chewbacca mom mask, but yeah. <laughs> Anna has the Chewbacca mom mask for an early birthday. Yeah. How could we forget? That sounds like Chewbacca, not Lumpy. That is true. That is true. It's not nearly as pathetic as Lumpy. Oh, that's Better? pretty good. Yeah. Better? I just I don't open my mouth. If you, if you move it a little bit, it's a... Oh. Oh. <laughs> that's Chewy laughing. I love it. All right. You have to take the mask off now. <laughs> Sorry. It's so awesome, though. It is awesome. Okay, Liam. Here is your stump if you don't get question. This, you can use the what, mask. Is it? what species is Unkar Plut? What is the name of his species? <laughs> this is a trick question. It's Again. Not, it's not a trick question. It never says. It does say. When? Where? Multiple places, but maybe not maybe none of the places that you've read. So That doesn't make sense. How the heck am I supposed How to know if I've never know? looked at it? If I've never seen the word. I thought maybe you've seen it or heard it before. No, never. So if I say it, you're not going to recognize it? Probably not. No? Anna? I won't recognize it. Crolute. Nope. No? I'm not recognize nope. it. No? It's okay. You're both lumps. It's all right. You got the Trillia from Anna. So, Trillia Massacre. Thanks. All right. <laughs> Don the Chewbacca Mom mask. Open and it, move it open just a little bit. Just a bit to make a lumpy sound. <laughs> Better. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, okay. Hey, settle down. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, ah, you're ripping my arms out of my sockets. Ah! Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I think... Body is actually creepy. When you do it up to someone's face, it's it, actually creepy. It it is a, It can be a little scary. It's like a monster. It can be a little scary. We're not going to do it anymore. I, know, I, w I won't put it on, but I want to see if Chewbacca has a mustache. Okay. 
Chewbacca kind of does have okay. a mustache. Well, at least handlebar mustache. You can even there. see it. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, um, I think we're gonna call it good. Uh, can I? Can I have? Can I do this for Chewbacca, the outro? Chewbacca, you need to be quiet. Can I do this for the outro? Do what? Roar. Roar. That's not you. That's Chewbacca. I know. But 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 can Chewbacca roar for the outro? Chewbacca can roar for the outro. Okay. All right. So. Thanks again to Nick for coming on the show. We really look forward to hearing about your adventures at Star Wars Celebration in just uh, just under a month. Uh, by the time this episode actually comes out, um, it'll be under less than a month. Less than a month away. Whoa. Cannot wait to see what comes out of Celebration. And, uh, you know, so happy for everybody who gets to go. So thanks for listening to episode 40 of Children of the Force. If you'd like to reach out to us online, you can contact us via Twitter at... Force Children. On Facebook, we are... Children of the Force. Our email address is... ForceChildren at gmail.com. Our website is... www.childrenofthefalls.com Nice. <laughs> Head on over to speakpipe, speakpipe.com slash children of the force to leave us a voicemail that we will almost positively play on the show. And finally, please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or anywhere else you listen to us. And if you want to listen to us somewhere where we are currently not, let us know about it. Uh, I've heard about Google Play. I haven't really taken the steps to get us on there, but if that's where you want to listen to us, let us know. Um, anywhere else and we're not there, just let us know. Uh, but yeah, leave us a review wherever you do listen to us so that more people can find us and uh, you know enjoy the ridiculousness that is Chewbacca Mom mask uh, stuff and all that stuff. Alright, well, for Children of the Force, I'm Al. I'm Anna. I'm Leo. <clears throat> yeah, who, who are you? Who? And may what? Come on, what's going on? What? And may, may the, the force, force be, be with, with you. My brother is Liam is stuffing um, his puppy into Chewbacca's mouth, so I guess I can't close it. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Don't stop. I'm gonna put. You're gonna break it. Oh, Chewbacca's like, I'm choking. (laughs) I'm choking on a dog. (laughs) 